Okay, cool. Where's it right there? On the, you have it. You have it. I, I know you have it. Dude, I'm gonna be honest. Unless somebody's do like that. doctoring up all their Starfield gameplay footage, it looks good. I'm not like the texture and the oh, quality yeah. to the game. Yeah. It looks good. The only big game breaker I've seen is that uh, there's some bugs that need to be patched. Dude, everything that I've seen for it, it looks uh -oh. just like a Bethesda game. And I don't really know why people are so upset by that. I think people are a little upset by the way it was advertised and my hopes well, were No Man's Sky. You know, but I'm not disappointed, you, you know? know? You know what I noticed, which is I was a mm. little upset about as well, mm. is they tried to hide the fact that they used the same goddamn system that they've used since Oblivion. Dude, I was so it's worried the they were going to do that. I was too. And so they tried to like mask it in the trailers and like all the that gameplay the like it yeah. wasn't that system. And then it rolls around and it's just the same system. But that's okay because I know exactly how to cheat. In that game now, I can do whatever the she fuck I want. Starfield, you dude. played it? No, I'm just saying whenever Same I system. do play oh. it, I know you, how to cheat. How like cheat? Uh, just like you would in Skyrim or Fallout, it's just the slash. same. It's the same system. Oh. You hit that, and then you do somebody. Somebody already did that. Anything you they, want, they like shoved a whole shit ton of like potatoes in their vault yeah, in their spaceship, did, dude. Yeah, That's like the awesome. the cheese wet wheels from Skyrim. Uh, yeah. Oh, right, right. so. A little, uh, little episode opener. Um, oh. Judah and I watched the D&D movie last night. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? I actually really enjoyed that. That was a that damn was a, good movie. It was, yeah. wasn't it? Didn't think yeah. I was going to cry in the end, and then it just hit me with a... You cried. Dude, honestly, the bit. Bard's backstory... Oh. Where to let like his wife and everything... Oh, spoilers. I didn't, I didn't cry. I mean, really? it's been out for a while it, now. It, yeah. I feel like that's not... Well... It's a dragonfly in the flashbacks, just a little bit. Even though I knew it was oh, yeah, going to happen, yeah. it was just I, a little yeah. touching. I The I only you. the only thing I have to say that kind of took me off guard is that the ending is very abrupt. Really? Yeah. It's I very felt quick. I that way, too. I was like, oh, okay. It's like villain, yeah, villain, right. boom, gone. Resolution, boom, here. Now ending, boom. And that's it. Well, I mean, that's kind of how arcs are. I appreciated how literally yes. nothing that they wanted to go to plan went to plan, which is how D&D is. Just like a D&D &D thing, dude. It's oh. just every time they made a plan, there was like 15 different things that branched off, and then yeah. they finally got to the end, and it was like, oh, okay. Hey, everybody. Hey. Uh, what's popping? This is... The show that you're all listening to, Three Brothers, One Brain Cell, welcome one and all, episode 55. We have five more episodes until season four, guys. Really? What do you think about that? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. 20 episodes until we're going into season four, five more of season three. New already. art, baby. New art, new, new song. New art, new song. Yeah. All that stuff. You get five more episodes of feeling comfortable, and then we're done with it. Yeah. You don't get any more of that shit. But anyways, this is Three Brothers, One Brain Cell, a podcast where three brothers sit down and we talk about all kinds of things. Whatever it is that we bring to the table, each one of us has brought a topic to the table. And yeah. in this sequence determined by a roll of a die 20, we will say our topics. So I will roll first because I'm doing the intro because I'm a cool guy. And I rolled a fucking one. So here you Whoa. go. Just as your luck finally ran out. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah. That was pretty fucking bad. Didn't dude. I roll a nat 20 last episode? Yeah. Steve I rolled, rolled a five. Whoa. I wow. rolled a nine. Wow, we're nine. all cold, Man, we're not doing well today. All under 10. I guess it's like, hey guys, um, <clears throat> if you're new to this podcast, I'm sorry that you are here. 
Um, but I'm also Why? glad that you're. I'm, no, sh- I'm glad that you're here too because you know we grew up in a household. Amen, brother. We grew up in a society, dude. <laughs> we were. I would consider us the ingredient family. We would go to the pantry and get like a handful of chocolate. Like chocolate chips, almonds, or little num num treats. Uh, we were the <laughs> we were the little whole wheat family. Mm. It's weird because we were a mix of whole wheat and like garbage, garbage, yeah. which is weird because I think that was just both of our parents kind of clashing with what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've yeah. got you've got you got a mom who's the granola mom and the dad who grew up with like little debbies and boxed macaroni and cheese. Yeah, and, true. And so like that, they they just didn't. See eye to eye on the food, and so we, we, I guess we, we, and the gluco, manin. Stephen and Justice, like they never struggled with like body image, like dysmorphia until now. Not until I was like eighteen. When I was five, I wanted to lose weight. I thought I was fat, and like it's just because mom and dad were always talking about like diets and wanting Mm. to lose weight, and so I took that on as a five year old, being like empathetic or something like that like i i don't know i just felt like i was like i need to lose five pounds that's my new year resolution yeah and so i just kind of always stuck with that and saw myself as a like a fat kid and so when y'all were little and my metabolism was fucking fine i was doing like diets with mom when i was like eight i remember that yeah crazy like i tried the lemon juice and cayenne pepper you remember that one oh my god yeah like that's all i drank and i ended up crying and eating and like our aunt brought over many corn dogs, and I was like, I'm breaking the diet. And I was like eight, and I felt like a fat fuck at eight. Like, I felt like I was supposed to be like a middle-aged woman or something. Does your a growing boy who needs not just high Not pepper. just high, like, that's stunting my growth, which is surprising because I'm taller than both of y'all. Um, yeah. Well, also, let's be honest. I think you were more conscious about it because, in general, you were built different than the rest. Like, period. Yeah, you're no, built, I was. You're built like a fucking football player. Yeah. I and it's mean, not in the bad way. You're just, st- you have you have the hardier build. Yeah. I'm a broad There's boy. nothing bad about Amen. that. And um, nothing wrong about that. But I was like, uh, I, did, I guess I found the topic and then it's like sparked that memory of like me doing diets when I was younger. I, I forgot that you did that. Yeah, dude, I've, I've always been conscious of it. I still kind of am, but I've just gotten to the point where I know what food feels good to eat for myself. And that's not going to be like complete. It's good to be conscious about what you put in your body, but not like to the point where you're stressing about it every single meal. And like yeah. I feel because if you're going by a scale, you're always going to be disappointed because everything changes how much food you have in your gut. If you have poop in your gut, if you have if you're it's muscle mass, too. So you could be losing or gaining muscle mass. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's all determined on how you feel not how you look. Don't even look in a mirror like I don't know. <laughs> Never look in a mirror. No. Never look at yourself. But don't bathe. Found this article, and I was like, "Oh, what are the worst like trends throughout history? Like worst food trends?" And I found this worst oh, man. historic diets. Um, uh oh. And like these seem very like short and sweet to the point. So I mean, we'll have lots to talk about. But I guess we're starting from the 1500s, making our way to the 2020s. Sure. Oh, boy. Um, in 1558, there was something called the starvation diet, and I'm giving I'm getting this article off of lovefood.com, and it says 1558, not 1958. Okay. The starvation diet. 
We've all heard about calorie counting, but this restrictive diet was around long before calories were a thing. Written by Italian nobleman Luigi Cornano, La Vita Sobra, The Sober Life, advocated extreme starvation as a way to lose weight and boost health. Well, honestly, people have done that, but it's like if you have a lot of fat stored. People in the 1500s were not obese. Were no. they? No, not really. There isn't wasn't. That, there were obese rich people. Isn't that crazy? And that, that was even a sign of even back then. Fucking five hundred years ago, people were like, "Hey, let's let's get thin. Let's get lean." Yeah. To be fair, the society we live in now and the way it's geared, it's a little oh, wow. more of a concern. The author himself lost weight and reportedly lived to 102 Whoa. by just eating 12 ounces or 342 grams of food and drinking 14 ounces or 400 milliliters of wine a day. Jeez. Okay, but that's just portion control. Yeah. Evidence suggests that mice live longer when fed starvation rations, but it's not proven in humans. That's inhumane. Also, yeah. if you like starve yourself, like starve, starve yourself, and you're trying to lose weight, what'll end up happening, you'll be a skinny fat because your body, I'm yeah. pretty sure, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Dude, no, you're, no, you're right. right. That's you're, the worst yeah. kind of like skinny is skinny fat because so, your body's eating your muscle. Yeah, and if, if the audience, if you don't know this, like if you if you like feel like, oh my God, I'm so fat, I need to stop eating so much. That's the wrong solution. Yes, if you stop eating altogether, your body wants to get more protein. Well, you need, get, here's, here's what happens when you stop eating eating. When you stop eating regularly or just quit eating at all, your body goes into panic mode and then will begin to save fat. Yeah. Which means that you're... With anything that you eat, you're going to start storing fat. Yeah. So you're keeping the fat that you don't want and then your body starts to break down the things that you do need in order to survive. And I've been learning about this. I've been learning about this more recently is like you, you need to have steady pace exercises every day like yeah. you need to be active every day and that gets your body to start um using the glycogen in your body and mm. so you need to get don't eat something heavy in the morning you need to eat still but just give your some your body something to digest in the morning i heard if you go on like a walk since your body's digesting all night it kick starts your metabolism for the day just to go on a walk and start moving before you put food in your body um, so you can, your body can start using glycogen. Cause if you're, it's one thing to get off of work and feast and then your body's like, oh, well, I have too much to go with now. Even you can have too much protein. I don't think a lot of people know that, but that's why a lot of bodybuilders and people who are like protein, 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 just shit their guts out is because <laughs> if they, if they were having the right amount of protein, they wouldn't be shitting their guts out because their body would be absorbing it. And yeah. so the excess is just getting shit out and they don't understand <laughs> why they're shitting so much is because they're just in, they're just having too much protein. You know, there's, yeah. there's balance. You still need carbohydrates. You just need to live a balanced life. Stop stressing over it. And if you really do want to get rid of the gut and love handles, honestly, and I, somebody told me this and please correct me if I'm wrong again, 
but just going for a walk and a mm. jog will be more conducive because yep. it gets your cardio going. Yeah. And the cardio is what burns up and uses up. Like you were saying in the morning, like like walking in the morning, that stirs up yeah. and starts burning up this middle and your love handles. Dude, walking yeah. and any, jogging. Any kind of cardio, going up and down stairs, like yeah. the, the flights of stairs. Just don't just overdo don't. it. Yeah, your, it, cardio is rough on your your muscular, not your well, your skeletal and your joints and stuff like that. I like running, like runners. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But, if you're not if you're not stretching and taking care okay. of yourself, yeah. Yeah. We're moving on to seventeen twenty seven, the move away from the swamp diet. Okay. In seventeen twenty seven, writer Thomas Short observed the overweight people lived near swamps. He published this. <laughs> uh, he published a tree treatise 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 which apparently is a written work dealing formally and systematically with the subject. So he published a treatise entitled The Causes and Effects of Corpulence, outlining that the only logical way to lose weight was to move away from swamps. No connection between swamps and weight actually exists, but there is some evidence that living in rural area ups your obesity risk. Interesting. Um, in the 1700s, hot sand to sweat out fat... <sighs> In the 18th Dude. century, it was believed that covering your body in hot sand would make you sweat more and therefore lose fat. As we know, uh, as we now know, it's actually only water and salts that are lost through sweat. Plus, any water weight lost is only temporary and you put it straight back on when you rehydrate. So this fat just left people hot and bothered with the sand. <laughs> Gee, so that's what in the world, dude? Ever heard of fucking dehydration? Yeah. Watch your mouth, dude. Dude, I love We don't curse on this podcast. Penis. Did you were you not cursing the entire time? You I'm used, pretty sure you cursed. You used bad episode. words. I didn't use the fuck word. You've <laughs> I didn't say the fuck word. Um I really like hearing uh these stories about like people still trying to figure out stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Like we figured out a lot at this point and way back then people didn't really know the things that we know now. So there's like, oh fuck, we'll just sweat out all our fat with hot sand. I mean, sweating does. It's like maintaining your body, but when you start breaking a sweat, it means your body is using energy. It's going to start using energy. So, but you're not doing anything. You're just sweating. It's like people going into a sauna thinking they're going to lose weight mm-hmm. by sweating and it's, sitting. That's there. not how it. That no. doesn't work like that. Instead, you're boiling yourself. Yeah. In the early 1800s, the Lord Byron vinegar diet. British poet and politician Lord Byron lost, so he lost 70 pounds between 1806 and 1811, surviving on a diet of biscuits, soda water, and drinking large quantities of vinegar. Oh my god. Apple cider vinegar is still held up as as a weight loss aid, but there's no evidence it works. In fact, drinking large doses of vinegar is dangerous. Dude, screw apple cider vinegar. I'm serious. That shit is nasty. Byron swigged so much he had stomach problems. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, when I start to get sick, I do take a shot of apple cider vinegar. It is disgusting. I almost puke because it's really, it's a really good antibacterial and it has a lot of good, like, bacteria for your gut. Like, occasionally, yeah. But, like, if you have, like, a little bit, like, a, a healthy dose a day, it's good for you. But not, like, chugging apple cider vinegar. Yeah. 1830s, the chastity diet. Whole Greek Graham flour is named after, after Reverend Sylvester Graham, who was an advocate for temperance and vegetarianism. Oh, of course he, he was also, a reverend. He also believed that white sugar, refined <laughs> flour, and... He also believed that white sugar, refined... 
refined flour and spices promoted sinful sexual urges and were best avoided. Whoa. It's likely, then, that he would be a bit upset that his legacy lives on in the s'more and traditional U.S. campfire favorite in which two graham crackers are sandwiched together with a layer of melted marshmallow and chocolate. No way! Yeah. Wow. I thought I thought the graham cracker was invented as, like, something to keep you from touching yourself. No, 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 no. That's, <laughs> that's, that's uh, Cheerios, I think. Cornflakes. Cornflakes. Because it's the most un-aphrodisiac yeah. food you it's can like, have. It's supposed to... No, it's supposed to, like, keep, keep you, you from, busy. Yeah. No, it's supposed to... I'm pretty sure the original intent was to nullify <laughs> sexual anything. Yeah. yeah. Mid-1800s, rubber underwear. Rubber underwear was the Spanx of the 19th century. Oh, my God. With people hoping to hold their wobbly bits. What? This is just as, a glorified girdle. As oh. well as lose weight, thanks to s- sweating caused by wearing such garments. Unfortunately, the fluid oh. loss only caused temporary weight loss, and the sweaty rubber undies made skin more vulnerable to infection. Dude, that Imagine sound. Imagine smell. Uh. Oh, my God, no, dude. Everybody walking around with stinky rubber underwear. Yeah, imagine you have to work outside and you decide to wear your rubber underwear uh, at work. That and sounds disgusting. Dude, you and a bunch of coworkers Chafing. all stinking it up with your rubber underwear. Oh. Oh, God. What the fuck? 1800s diet pills with arsenic. Holy <laughs> shit. Most nutritionists agree that diet pills are not a healthy way to manage your weight. Popping pills to speed up metabolism became a diet trend back in the 19th century, but shockingly, many of these seemingly miracle tablets contain small amounts of <clears throat> of strychnine arsenic. I cannot pronounce these words, dude. You're getting all the fancy words, uh, th- words thrown at you today. <laughs> you all fancy words. Which consumers might not have been aware of. Chronic arsenic poisoning leads to cancer and liver disease. Wow. Nice save on that word slur, dude. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> 1894. The cornflake diet. Yes. Replacing two meals a day with a a bowl of special K cereal was a diet phenomenon in the early 2000s. But the cereal diet dates back much further. Dr. John Harvey Kellogg created cornflakes as a food for the patients of Battle Creek Sanitarium in Michigan, where he was superintendent. Like Sylvester Graham before him, Kellogg believed in making foods as bland as possible to curb sexual urges. <laughs> Cornflakes fitted the bill perfectly. Let's go. It sure does. Cornflakes for the win, baby. Early 1900s. Hey, the- hold on. You know what? I will say. What? Um, Eating a bowl of cornflakes definitely does not make me horny. That's I'll put true. Th- I'll put that out there. Yeah. That and the, then there's grape nuts as well. That one really turns me off. That one just makes me want to kill myself. It's like gravel. Yeah, that's like eating garbage. It's good with no. honey and blueberries. Nope, it's bad. All but, of it, dude. But the I thing like is, it. by itself, it it is hell. It, that, it is hell. It can burn in the pits of hell. Okay, forever for all I care. Early 1900s, the tapeworm diet. (laughs) Dude, I know this one. It sounds like the stuff of horror movies, but back in the 1900s, people actually wanted a tapeworm put inside of them to gobble up calories. Tapeworms sold in pill form for diet purposes were a massive craze, but scarily, baby tapeworms can grow up to 25 feet long. Oh, the side effects are more than just being deprived of nutrients. The U.S. government banned their sale after people started getting seizures, meningitis, and cysts. 
cysts on the brain. I don't understand. Why would people think that tapeworms would feed off of stuff that you don't want in your... It's going to eat everything good in your body. It's the same concept as the fucking leeches and bloodletting. Yeah, dude. dude, Like, it's... They're going to take all the good stuff out of you and leave you feeling disgusting and weak. They're they're a a parasite. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You're not going to gain muscle or anything. You're just going to be unhealthily thin. Ugh. It's not a gizocyte. It's a parasite. (laughs) Wow. 1903, chewing and spitting. American dietitian Horace Fletcher became known as great masticator thanks to his beliefs that chewing food for 100 bites per minute would result in weight loss, making a person stronger as well as limiting the amount of food consumed. Followers were also encouraged to spit out whatever was left in their mouths that hadn't turned to liquid when the chewing was done. Gross. Oh, Dude, my that's God. the grossest thing I think I've ever heard. What is mastication again? Chewing. The process of chewing and swallowing. Like the masseter no. muscle. Yeah. Anyways. Pro- I'm pretty sure it's the process of chewing. And- 1920s. Smoke to reduce. And the and the ball of food. And the, the ball of food that you have is called a bolus. And uh, then you swallow the bolus. Yeah, your, when you your chew tongue. It, yeah. Your tongue forms a ball of food yeah. while you're chewing subconsciously. Uh-huh. And it goes, uh-huh. and then it like pushes it back no, it doesn't. and you swallow. Yes. No. <laughs> In 1920s, <laughs> smoke to reduce. If ever there was a diet that should come with a health warning, it's this. In the 1920s, American cigarette brand Lucky Strike used the slogan, reach for a lucky instead of a sweet. Encouraging people to suppress their <laughs> hunger pangs by smoking instead. Because yes! it's nicotine. Yes! It's an appetite suppressant. It went on to advise people to avoid harmful methods to reduce and enjoy the delicious toasted flavor of Lucky's as a delightful alternative to things that made you fat instead of, <laughs> oh, the benefit the, the, instead. Are yeah. you feeling hungry? Why don't you smoke not, a cigarette? Why don't you not eat food? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Starve yourself. Feeling a little munchy? Well, why don't you just smoke this <laughs> cigarette and avoid food? 19- we are here for you. <laughs> 1923, the milk diet. Oh. Bernard McFadden was an American bodybuilder who advocated consuming nothing but 8 to 12 pints of milk for peak fitness. He went on to say that while he realized sticking to such a stringent diet based on milk would hinder people taking part in many activities, it was an essential to stick to the regime if you wanted to see results. (laughs) He's like, hey, this is going to fucking suck. While, of course, (laughs) you're not going to be able to do shit. Hey, man, I feel bloated and I have to shit and vomit 24-7. And it's probably meant for baby cows to pack on the pounds, but... He's like, no, you gotta gotta fucking stick to it. You're gonna feel like dog shit. You gotta keep drinking this milk, man. And at the end of it... What? (laughs) That's That's it. And at the end of it... Yeah. 1930 is the Inuit diet. Swedish Arctic explorer... Wilhelm Rush Stefansson believed that a high-calorie diet of whale blubber, caribou, and raw fish was the best because was the best because the Inuit who lived on this diet were slim and healthy. Oh, that's a that's is that a tribe oh, or a people? Oh. Yeah, I'm so sorry if I'm butchering that, and you are of that descent. Inu, the emu people. And I'm, pretty sure Inuit? Inuit? I'm pretty Inuit? sure it's not pronounced Inuit. Inuit. It sounds like Inuit. Inuit? Inuit. Uh, Can we just look it up? 
Do no. you just look it up? I want to no. know. I Dude, don't want to know. I'm gonna. I'm While gonna... this diet is high in hearty, healthy omega three fats, it lacks fruit and vegetables and ignores the fact that the people are genetically adapted to their diet and burn a lot of calories in exercise. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so the average uh, European uh, family would not be able to adapt so quickly. Hmm. 1940s master cleanse diet. <laughs> Who, what, I want to know where the guy, guy hails from. Where did that guy come from? Uh, Sweden. Ah. So, um, Sweden is European. <laughs> and I am looking They're that up white. so I don't sound like an idiot. They're white, so I would say God, yes. no, that is not yes. that is not the right thought process there. Yes, everybody who is white is European. Yes, dude. Yes, absolutely. For sure. Inuit. 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 Was I saying Inuit? Inuit. Inuit. You were saying Inuit. 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 They're Eskimos, basically. Oh, yeah, so they would have a very particular diet. Yes. Okay. I was right. Sweden is European. 1940s. Master cleanse diet. Now we're getting to where our the golden era Does this one tell you to just eat raw pork? No. This one, the master cleanse diet (laughs) is where, kind of where I guess our parents picked up Uh. Master cleanse diet, a liquid only 10 day diet where you drink a lemonade like beverage, salt water drink and an herbal laxative tea came about in the 1940s, but incredibly is still used by people who want fast results. Beyonce revealed in an interview with Oprah that she did the cleanse and lost 20 pounds in preparation of her role in dream girls. It will lead to weight loss because it's uh, so low in calories, but it's uh, short on nutrients and impossible to sustain in long term. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not because you have so much it's money like you can afford liposuction. I, I learned about this one today. Uh, 1950s, the cabbage soup diet. The cabbage, cabbage soup. soup diet became popular in the 1950s among housewives who wanted to lose weight quickly. And it's been in and out of fashion ever since. Dieters eat three to four servings of cabbage soup a day, which fills your stomach. But side effects like fatigue, lightheadedness, and plenty of wind are common. The diet is very low in calories, so of course you will lose pounds, but eating cabbage soup alone doesn't provide enough protein or energy to maintain good health. That sounds like some... do cabbage soup? No. I don't think so, no. no. Dude, that sounds like some, uh, like, Great Depression type shit. Dude, I was just thinking that. It sounded like... like, That's all you can get is cabbage soup. Yeah. I know I've heard cabbage soup before. What? Fucking Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, yeah. movie. oh my God. They were having dude, fucking yeah. cabbage soup, dude, because they were dirt poor. Yeah. Great 19, Depression. Ni- 1962, The Drinking Man's Diet. At first look, shaping up while enjoying steak and red wine sounds like, like a great idea, but there's plenty of associated health problems. In The Drinking Man's Diet, Robert Cameron advocated a diet of meat washed down with alcohol. One of the first low-carbohydrate diets. However, experts soon branded the diet unhealthy as more than one or two alcoholic drinks daily is linked with cancer, heart disease, strokes, and accidents. Also, red meat is harder to digest on your body. But it's so tasty. 1960s, the Sleeping Beauty Diet. It's believed the origins of bizarre and dangerous Sleeping Beauty Diet. The bizarre and dangerous Sleeping Beauty Diet are found in Jacqueline Susan's 1960s bestseller, Valley of the Dolls, which saw one character going to a Swiss sleep clinic in order to lose weight. Worryingly, this was more recent trend 
Worryingly, this was a more recent trend involving taking sleeping tablets and sleeping a lot to avoid hunger and eating. Oh my god, dude. It's a diet that was reportedly used by Elvis Presley, who even went as far to be put into an induced coma to lose weight. That's brain damage, what dude. What the fuck? And all because people don't want to put in any effort whatsoever. All right, dude, I know we're running like out of time. work on your body. Yeah, you're actually out of time. This all stems from laziness, I guess dude. we can pick up where we uh, left off next week. Oh, hold on. Could you say that again? We can pick up where we left off next week. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That was all very sad. That was all very yeah, sad. dude. <laughs> but it's just, it's honestly, dude, that's just like people being lazy. Yeah. You just yeah. put in put in some effort into what you're eating, eat good food. I think, or maybe you know what? I don't think it's people being lazy. I think it's people not understanding. I think it's people having a lack of knowledge of what is actually good for you. Yeah. So they think that the only solution are like these quick fixes that they hear about, like dieting. But quick fixes is laziness because there there are yeah better dude, alternatives. It just has shady. to be sustainable. You got to change your diet. Is not a thing it's your diet the diet is what you eat daily it has to be sustainable is not anything no it's just eating you know what else isn't anything this ad break good evening ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening to our episode of three brothers one brain cell have you ever thought to yourself man i would really love to see more of these guys see the faces of the people that i listen to on spotify amazon music itunes or miscellaneous platform well there is good news presenting to you our instagram account tbob cast you can see behind the scenes photos videos Reels, And if you miss that bell notification, you can get notified on Instagram of when we drop our hot new episodes. Want to be advertised yourself on one of our episodes? Well, hit us up on Instagram in the DMs or at our email, tbobpodcast3 at gmail.com. Most excellent. Now... Back to your regularly scheduled It's my topic now. Hello, everybody. This is Steven with his topic. I don't know what that was. I didn't see anything. So I was thinking, mulling on it, and I was like, man. It's been a while since we've talked about video games and video game consoles and sucking uh, really bad video games, oh, really oh, okay. bad video game consoles. But today is not about the bad. <gasps> Soldier T- Boy. No. No, no. Actually, I, I did want to cover some bad uh, flop release consoles, but I was like, nah, you know what? I'm going to go on a different beat, a different path. You know what? Let's focus on the positive. It's not the positive, really. This okay. is more of the in the gray area. This oh. is about, so this is going to be games that just never hit the shelves and what we were robbed of. 
Oh. That just never like hit the shelves. Well, what are some sequels that maybe we were looking forward to? What were some uh, what were some new games that we heard wind of, but then all of a sudden they vanished? Mm. Well, we are going to be talking about uh, preve- uh, prevented presented by SVG.com. Very cool. Overhyped games that were never released. Mm. So, and I'm going to skip to this. God, yes, please give me ads about PewDiePie having a baby. Dude, so cool. Isn't he done with YouTube? No. Oh, right now, here, he just he's took just a break. He just took a break. I His videos are going to be fewer and far between. Yeah. Which makes sense. Because he's a dad. And lives in Japan now. Oh, yeah, he does. Very cool. So. One of, and this precursors into it, says from long-running franchises to brand-new IP developers long to create the projects of their dreams. Sometimes, unfortunately, either the funds fall through or the games are outright canceled, robbing players never of the chance, robbing players of the chance to enjoy them. I don't know why they said never of the chance to enjoy them. Never of the chance to enjoy them. Robbing players of the chance to never enjoy them. Sure. Wait. I understand the thought. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Here are some of the many overhyped games that were never released. May you find something else to play in your spare time. I have been. I can. I've been playing Halo and Skyrim. I'm not going to cry over spilled milk, dude. Yeah, dude. I've been, I've been playing uh, No Man's Sky <laughs> recently, actually. Again? Ooh. Yeah, dude. It's you're off the bandwagon. It had an update. And, and it made it worse again. No, dude. Actually, I thought, and then I jumped back into it. Actually, it made it better. And oh, I'm really? liking it a lot more, dude. What did the update oh. do? Well, they added a new little system. Uh, all of the There's way more inventory. There are, like, these supercharged slots now that make your ships and armor and whatever way better than it used to be. Like, oh, wow. you can, like, out. You can go past the peak of certain things. That's insane. Um, Ship combat is a lot better. There are like now enemy freighters instead of just like just ships. random ships that attack Dang. you. Yeah, dude. Ooh. Freighter on freighter combat now that you can get involved in. Oh god, that sounds awesome. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I like it a lot. Yeah. Dude, mayhap this update's coming out because there's a, a new game about to rock well, the boat. Yeah, dude. I know one of the features that they added, they I know they directly ripped it from Starfield when the Starfield showcase that you could uh, allocate different ex- like different abilities to different like if you need more engines you can do that now Starfield now uh, No Man's Sky has that you can allocate different like if you uh, need more engine power you can have more engine power more attack power more attack power okay. it's sweet that they're trying to save themselves yeah they're like hey guys we got we got space we, stuff still we've been capable of doing this the whole time <laughs> but we Dude, just never did it they're just not on the radar anymore yeah man I know However, off the beat of that, it is a good game. Uh, the first game that was never released is from your very own studios of GTA, Rockstar Games. Oh. They were going to make a game called Agent. With so many hugely popular franchises under the Rockstar Games umbrella, the idea of a new IP from the studio might sound both exciting and terrifying. What's IP? IP is, oh, just inter- intellectual property. Oh, so just new... Okay, yeah, so just new title. Gotcha. We may never know how a new IP would have turned out. After announcing Agent in uh, 2009, Rockstar eventually ceased development on the spy thriller. According to Rockstar's description, Agent would have uh, have placed players in the shoes of a counterintelligence operative at the height of the Cold War. At its announcement, the team revealed their plans to release Agent exclusively on the PlayStation 3. 
on paper, the concept is stellar. At least, fans certainly... Uh, certainly. Fans certainly. Certainly thought so. A few years back, even after work on Agent went quiet, gamers were still excitedly talking about the title when a former developer uh, leaked development screenshots. Sure, some folks wanted a new Red Dead Redemption at the time, and others had no clue what Agent was, but many were genuinely holding out hope. Although the studio continues to list Agent on its website, DualShockers reported in 2018 that Rockstar had abandoned the title and trademark altogether. Marking it, oh, making it even more unlikely that the game will ever truly exist. Perhaps it's not all bad, though. Some players speculate that the work done for Agent could end up benefiting Grand Theft Auto 6 whenever that releases. You know what? Actually, that's maybe what they reallocated that access to. They just focused more on uh, their current. Which I think that'll be fine. Apparently, GTA 6 is supposed to be huge. But I don't know. I don't know. I think that they found their golden goose and they're yeah. going to try to make another one to milk. Dude, yeah. Playing GTA 5 kind of made me sick. What do you mean? Like, it just the storyline was just... Oh, just gross. Oh, gross yeah, man. Me. It... I even watching, like, some of the story with some clips and everything, I'm like, man, this is just... It's just gross behavior in general. I just like it because you can run around in cars. See, that's, <laughs> that's the best part about yeah. it, though. It's just stealing cars and running around. And yeah. then you get to the stories like, I hate these people. Yeah, like, yeah. who the fuck are these <laughs> yeah, assholes? Yeah. Horrible people. Yeah. People are like, well, this is such a good story. GTA 5, GTA 5. Shut up, man. Dude, good story. Red Dead 2. Yes. Oh, Red Dead 2, by far, I think is the best Rockstar game yeah. ever. Yeah, It'll I would agree. too. I cried a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> On to the next game is called Deep Down by Capcom. I know Deep Down. I've heard of this, dude. Yes. So Deep Down was supposed to be, uh, so how do you feel about Dark Souls, Bloodborne? With a grueling difficulty, both titles exemplify the hardcore RPG experience. Mm-hmm. When Capcom announced Deep Down, their answer to From Software's unbelievable difficult RPGs, gamers were beyond excited. So this was Capcom's essential yeah. of a of a dark uh, Dark Souls. Oh, wow. Over the last few years, the announcement video has racked up almost one million views total, with thousands of comments from excited fans. I bet there are more by now. Sadly, those fans never got to experience the actual game. Do I'm sure, dude. Following the game's announcement in 2013, Capcom went eerily quiet regarding its Souls-like game set in New York City. Why would you announce it if it was on the brink of... Well, uh, they might have an explanation. In 2019, in an interview with Eurogamer, producer Yoshinori Ono said, It's not been completely given up on. Which that already is not that great of a statement. Unfortunately, (laughs) in 2020, the same guy uh, left Capcom... And without an experienced with and without an experienced producer working on the project, Deep Down seemingly went dark once more. Yeah. In fact, as of 2021, the trademark for Deep Down has officially been abandoned. Uh oh. It seems as though the gaming community will never get to play Deep Down, and many remain quite upset. That's well, kind of sad, dude. Yeah. So the producer quit, and then I guess that was the backbone of the game. Yeah. I wonder why he quit. Probably because they wasn't getting treated right. They weren't weren't giving him what he needed to make the game. Dude, that's always the case with fucking video game studios. Yeah. Or like animatic studios. Like they like they underpay or don't provide any help for the. Why do you think they're the like the the writer strikes right now? Yeah, dude. I don't. I don't blame them. Scalebound by Platinum Games. At E3 2014, Microsoft debuted an announcement trailer for Scalebound, which brought in thousands of views and hundreds of comments from players excitedly awaiting its release. 
Scalebound, an action role-playing game for Xbox One and PC, was in development at Pat Platinum Games. The title featured third-person gameplay, dragon companions, and a ton of customization options like any good role-playing game. For fans who wanted a hybrid RPG experience on their Xbox consoles, Scalebound appeared picture-perfect. Then, like many other cancelled games, the studio went quiet. Speaking with IGN in 2017, Microsoft represents Microsoft. Did I say Microsoft? I think you did. Microsoft representative confirmed that Scalebound, after careful deliberation at Microsoft, was cancelled. Instead, the publisher chose to focus its efforts and finances on games such as Crackdown 3 and State of Decay 2 and Sea of Thieves. Uh, so they found different titles because probably the first one wasn't working yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speculation was... Uh, Speaking about Scalebound on Twitter, J.P. Kellum's former producer at Platinum Games expressed sorrow and regret in having failed to deliver a worthwhile... Oh. Oh, never mind. Hold on. Having failed to deliver a worthwhile RPG to the community, some fans commented on his Twitter thread asking for informations, and the same guy said, it is none of your business, really. Okay. None of your business. It's not like we made a huge public announcement out of it, and you're just wanting to know what happened. I'm sorry, guys, that we weren't able to deliver this. Well, what happened? Nah, that's none of your business. Get the fuck out of my business. How dare you? (laughs) What the? How dare you? What do you mean, it's none of your business? Yeah, okay. What a weird response, dude. Sounds like someone fucked up a project. Yeah, maybe they got a little butt hurt. So, yeah. StarCraft was supposed to have a successor. Heard of that. StarCraft Ghost by Blizzard Entertainment. Well, StarCraft yeah. is a game. Yeah. It it's is a game. It's second one. Yeah, well, th- they were going to make another StarCraft uh, game. Dude, what's with Blizzard and making second blobs? Oh, like, holy dude. shit, Overwatch 2? Ooh. Blizzard is the Disney of video games. Yeah. They make really good first ones. And then <laughs> anything they just after can't that sucks. Well, because they don't know what to do with it after. It's yeah. an online game. You can't... What else can you do with it? Yeah. So. It's like EA trying to capitalize on all of their properties by making everything pay to play. Oh, my God, dude. Pay, Death- to, pay to play Guys, is Destiny the Destiny 2 came out. You they can buy the pay. base game for $70 and buy all the other DLCs to actually play the game for 120 The only good thing about EA is they made The Sims 4 free. <laughs> True. That's the only good thing about EA. That and um, Jedi e. Fallen Order. Okay, yeah, I'll Jedi Fallen Order. That's a good game. EA Sports. It's in the Battlefront Two game. Another game. another win in their corner. Yeah. And then you have uh, insert every other title. Yeah. <laughs> it's not then, that's outside of that. The rest of them. So for StarCraft Ghost, way back in 2002, developer Nihilistic Software received the green light by Blizzard Entertainment to develop a brand new game set in the StarCraft universe. That title was a stealth action game called StarCraft Ghost. This was meant to be a unique experience as fans only uh, fans basically only knew StarCraft from its real-time strategy iterations. So this is just completely new gameplay. Oh, dude. So Ga- Ghost was meant to feature complex combat, climbing maneuvers, and pilotable vehicles. Okay, so this is a Whoa, whole different dude. gameplay for the universe. That's cool. But unfortunately, StarCraft Ghost never happened. The game toiled in development hell until 2014 when Blizzard officially confirmed the title was canceled. What went wrong was that speaking with Polygon, Robert Hubner of Nihilistic Software. Hey, you keep saying Nihilistic? I think it's Nihilistic. So the guy, uh, Robert Hubner of Nihilistic Software, revealed that Blizzard outright canceled the game because it was felt that the new installment wasn't up to snuff. 
Damn. The, yeah, the publisher had allegedly demanded new features and experimentation rather than a finely tuned and focused game. Okay. Uh. Pairing that with inconsistent feedback from higher-ups led to Ghost's untimely end. Unfortunately for fans, Blizzard moved on, but for those players who were excited for the game, moving on wasn't quite so simple. Many fans, some of who, uh, many fans, some of whom engaged or managed to play StarCraft Ghost at BlitzCon 2005. Oh, they had a, they had a, they had a, they had a wow, beta. Dude. It got really yeah. close to so, get so they almost had the game. The game. Yeah. So took to the internet to share stories and their dashed hopes for the game. People still want StarCraft Ghost even today, but it'll probably never see the light of day. Well. Fuck yeah. you, Blizzard, for not taking it. Are you kidding me? Dude, how annoying would it be to be one of the people making that game and have it get canceled, you know? Like, to put yeah. all that time and effort into trying to make it work just to have it just shot down. The uh, publisher sorry, wanting to not... change things constantly and then the yeah. higher-ups, like, not being very, like, it's solid. experimental it. enough, guys. It's not cutting edge. It's not... I know you're trying to make a solid, well-crafted game that's good, but we want mechanics New that mechanics. are not tested on players. We don't want a good game. <laughs> we want something crazy. Do you, do you know what's ridiculous is the fact that it's already, like, a completely different game compared to their first StarCraft yeah, game. Yeah, and so, they're still like, make it weirder, make it more experimental. That sounds like a company problem, yes. and I feel bad for the developers of that game. That's an internal issue. Yeah. Final game, last game, this is going to be the last honorable mention, and I think I'm going to be a little disappointed reading this one, because this one is a Star Wars titled game. Oh, what? It is called, and dude, I think I've heard of this one. So, Star Wars 1313 by LucasArts. Huh? I haven't heard of that. So, following, I've heard of the, 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 the idea of it. I didn't know this is the title of it. Following the purchase of the Star Wars IP by Disney, the franchise was continued to grow in popularity worldwide. Has continued. Sorry. That is at least when it comes to movies. What about the video games? Well, EI... EI. AI. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Oh, AI. Oh, oh, oh. I don't know well, what came over me. Well, AI is doing it. Anyway. While EA worked on improving Star Wars Battlefront 2, many fans clamored for more focused single-player experiences. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order would eventually deliver that. But Star Wars 1313 was meant to do it first. The game would have featured fluid motion capture, character-driven experiences, and a ton of lore faithful to the franchise. An E3 demo from 2013 has racked up over 3 million views and nearly 8,000 comments, with more arriving by the day. On paper, Star Wars 1313 was the perfect single-player Star Wars game. So what happened? Disney happened. So after acquiring LucasArts... You cut people in half with a lightsaber? Dude, dude. Dude, that's the only thing that I miss. Like, Force Unleashed was good. The first one, the best thing about it was dismemberment. The second one had dismemberment, too. It had the actual physics, but Disney's like, "Uh uh-uh, we can't have that. Force... Wait, Force Unleashed, is that that the one with Starkiller? Mm -hmm. Yes. That game was... was so good. It was okay. It was really like... Shut up. They really wanted just to do God of War in Star Wars. It was. That's yeah. what that's what Starkiller is. He's, yes. He's the God of War in Star Wars. If Starkiller is ever canon in the Star Wars universe, dude, he needs to be fucking nerfed. It doesn't it makes um, no sense for it. Have you watched the Ahsoka show? Yeah, Starkiller's. Maroc is not Starkiller. Oh, I don't know. I was just somebody was telling I haven't watched the show. I I've already was... had lost spo- spoilers. That guy is not Starkiller. Oh, okay. He's I don't not. know. Somebody was saying that he might be in there. Uh, no, but they teased his armor in, uh, the Rebels show. Not the Rebels show, but the, uh... 
That's so weird. Why? Ondor. Why? Because uh, Disney's reaching out of everything and realizing they have to throw a bone to the but fan not, base at some point. Not Star Killer, though. I don't know. If he is canon, he will be severely less powerful than yeah. his video game counterparts, <laughs> and then fans will be really pissed. He's like, yeah, his, his level of power makes no sense for that universe and time and era that he was in. Yeah. No. So. True. On paper, Star Wars, he was a clone, and it made sense he was trained. It. But, dude, a clone he's would a, be weaker than... He's a story ruiner is what he is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. He is, the, he is the MacGuffin. Right. So, Star Wars 1313 was the perfect single player. After acquiring LucasArts, Disney almost immediately shut down the game division of the studio. Oh like, they shut God, down everything. Dude. Laying off 150 employees and canceling both 1313 and Star Wars First Assault. In 2013, at LucasArts, Rep told Game Informer that they hoped Star Wars 1313 would see a second life on next-gen consoles, but that, unfortunately, never came to pass. Damn, dude. So I think what... uh, That makes me a little sad. Yeah, so what I've heard from 1313... Let's see, unless this is another game. I've never even heard of Star Wars 1313. Apparently, unless there's another game that was canceled, it was supposed to be... uh, Yeah, you were playing as a uh, uh, bounty hunter. Oh, and, and having like bounty hunting missions, like free roam. Oh like, my god, bounty hunting dude, missions. Yeah, I would have loved. I know that. they fucking canceled. They fucking canned a bounty hunter video game. So stupid, man. Which there is um that, that new one, the new one coming out now. I don't called know. Bounty Hunter. It's Star Wars GTA. Star, yeah, Star Wars with robot. I don't know what it's called. So yeah, that, that those are some video games that unfortunately, dude. That honestly, I'm really more disappointed that the uh, fan base of StarCraft got shafted like that. Yeah, yeah, that does seem like a pretty cool game. What was that other one? The uh, the Capcom's oh, Dark Souls, Deep oh. Dark, Deep Dark. Is it called Deep Dark or Deep Down? Deep Down. It's called Deep Down. Down. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if they had like, did they have any like? And even then, if Star Wars thirteen thirteen gets alive, and uh, even like Ghost that should be a thing, right? Yeah, so it's not officially canceled. It's just kind of in limbo. Well, I mean, it's unofficially officially canceled. <laughs> so they haven't like they haven't totally scrapped it, but they're probably not actively working on it right now. Yeah. Dude, also again, one little hurrah to Disney real quick. Good job. Wow, that's such a cool thing to do is lay off an entire gaming division oh, and dude. fire 150 people. Just, just cause they got back into it eventually, but like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. They're still kind of fucking it all up. At least we have Stupid Battlefront Two, I guess. I didn't yeah, hear anything about the second um, Star Wars game, like the Jedi. I've heard Fallen. it's pretty good. I've heard, I, I've heard it's actually better than the first in points of there's like actual fucking fast travel instead of you uh, having to work your way back up through the map to get back to your ship. Oh yeah, no yeah. thanks. And uh, it looks better. Obviously, since it's a newer game, but yeah. All right, guys. So you know how I said I was taking a break on WikiHow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's back, baby. Whoa, um, we're whoa. back with a WikiHow. Wiki. Um, this one I found one I think yesterday, and I was like, yeah, that's gonna be pretty good. I opened it up like two seconds ago. And I looked at it, and I was like, wow, that is not going to be good. So I hit the random one time and found something way better than that. Okay, cool. So we have a great WikiHow article here today. It It better be. I mean... I forfeit my topic, guys. I'm done. (laughs) I don't want to do it anymore. How to tie your shoe, dude. (laughs) (laughs) No. It's better. It's how to open a car door. 
No. Are you <laughs> oh my God. No, no, no. WikiHow to become a bounty hunter. I know we all want to do it. It's a super serious topic. Oh, oh my God. God. But, you know, uh, if you've ever wanted to hunt people for uh-huh. money, this is how you're going to lear- le- do it. Bounty hunters, also known as fugitive recovery or bond enforcement agents, track down people who didn't show up in court in exchange for a percentage of the individual's bail. While this can be a lucrative pursuit, it's also quite dangerous. If, you, if you're considering becoming a bounty hunter, you need to meet all the, the necessary requirements and be able to secure work. Here we go. Are you guys ready? I'm actually yeah. kind of excited to hear what they've got to say. I feel like this is going to be like kind of like the vigilante article. Yeah, yeah. It kind of feels like that, but it's different. You're like working with the law. You're Ooh. not being all sneaky. Yeah. Meeting state requirements. Consult your state laws. Regulations on bounty hunting vary by state, and many require special licensing and testing to work in the field. Call or visit the local police station, courthouse, or bondsman to inquire about the proper license licensure for your state because you're basically like arresting people yeah i mean you're doing yeah you're 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 a bounty hunter you're arresting people for the government but you're not a p- officer you're just doing it for money i didn't know you had to get a license for that yeah um, most states i dude i thought bounty hunting was actually just illegal altogether no not necessarily yeah i didn't think it was like well this is the legal form of it not yeah. dead or alive type <laughs> western yeah. I don't, shit. dude i don't <laughs> think there is dead or alive anymore no, no. Uh, most states require bond enforcement agents to be at least 18 years old in some states the legal age requirement is raised to 21 due to weapons permits Oh, they have a site that I you can go to uh, to learn all about it, actually. There's a website called fugitive-recovery.org. Uh, Dang. Okay. Uh, since bounty hunters sometimes have to work across state lines, check the licensing requirements in neighboring states to ensure you meet them as well. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Step number two, pass a background check. You need to pass a background check in order to become a bounty hunter. Depending on your employer and the state laws, there may be specific requirements for the background check. Consult your local law enforcement office for more information on background checks. Why? Then you've ruined it, WikiHow. If you have to tell me to go somewhere else to get information, you suck. Step number three, secure a permit to carry firearms legally in your state. Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess you would have to have fucking weapons, this is dude. a lot of training, dude. Damn. This is, like, legit. What if we all become bounty hunters after this? That this would be is the fun. most informative wiki how article yeah. I've ever fucking dude, this is, listened to. This tops it all. <laughs> it's a lot of work, dude. Many states require a license to carry a concealed weapon, while, which proves that you have the training and knowledge to use a gun. In most cases, this involves filing out an application, fingerprinting, and registering your gun and license with local law enforcement. You know, I really just wish it was not as informative, dude. I wish it was just like, you could be a vigilante. (laughs) You could go grab a gun off the shelf and track down these people. (laughs) Bring them to justice. Use your super skills. Because the cops don't care because you're doing it for... The better cause. Instead, now it's like you have to get with the law. Yeah, this and one's this is like what the you law. Need, you need to register and get all these licenses, dude. It's boring. Dude, here we go. Step four: get certified as a bounty hunter if your state requires it. Many oh. states require certification or registration as a bounty hunter. 
Sometimes this means attending training classes in law enforcement, and other times it just means passing a simple exam. I almost did one of these, but not for what? bounty hunting, for bodyguard duty. Oh. I was almost a bodyguard. What? Yeah, dude. I almost got training to be a bodyguard, and I oh, was going to take I a that. I was yeah. going to take a traveling position, but then I never. I it all went through. I got, I got some other job. It was like way easier than going through training to be a bodyguard. Yeah, I was also not physically. I uh, thought about being a bouncer. I've thought about that too, dude. Maybe bounty hunting and bouncering goes hand in hand. Maybe. You would be great is if you actually went through like bounty hunter training and through all these courses. Through all these tests, you just, like, pull the most violent, unnecessary moves. Like, you just shoot at the dummy practices. You walk up to the target and grab by the neck and just, like, do a breaking neck position. You really just give everybody all the red flags that yeah. you should not be a bounty hunter. Pull, pull Start out screaming of your... and crying before you shoot them. <laughs> Have an absolute <laughs> mental breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you got your license. <laughs> Works in my book. All right, this is part two of three. Gaining experience. <gasps> neck work. N- neck work. Neck work. <laughs> <laughs> neck work. Work the shaft. <laughs> oh, God. Network with bond enforcement agents. <laughs> Find a mentor in your field. Network with your local bond agents. <laughs> Jerk off everyone in your local law enforcement. Get good with them. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> God. Finding a mentor in your field is the best way to learn the ropes and get your foot in the door. Look up local bounty hunters in your area, and I really don't want to know local bounty hunters <laughs> in my I know. area. <laughs> I don't think they're what you think they are, though. This is more like bring people in alive. I don't know, man. I feel like I'd find some fucking weirdos around here if there are bounty hunters. For sure. For sure. But there there I mean, was a te- – I'm pretty sure there was like a pro, uh, programmed TV show about like bounty hunters. Yeah. Around here? No, oh. just in general, like oh, people yeah. legally yeah. bringing other people Dude, in. I bet. That was a really popular one. Yeah. They all looked like they were. All right. It's a risky job. Yeah. Uh, if you've never networked with professionals before, always be polite and patient. Start by calling or sending an email to let them know who you are, what you like to do, and how they can contact you. Jesus Christ. For example, send an email. Okay, I don't need to know how to do fucking. Don't tell me that. Man, a lot, of, a lot of information. This is pretty number two. Study criminal justice, psychology, and sociology. This sounds this like is a optional. college degree. Oh, okay. this is optional. While a college degree isn't required. Wow, dude. Whoa. I was gonna say that sounds just like a college degree. While a college degree isn't required for bond enforcement, classes in these fields will give you the abilities and skills necessary for the job. Okay. I feel like or you would definitely need this. WikiHow yeah. it or fucking WikiHow. Hey. Um. You'll learn about law enforcement theory, investigation practices, and criminal behavior in general. Hell, at that point, why don't you just uh, sign up as a detective in the police department? I know, dude. If you're going to go <laughs> all the way, why would you stop it? Do both. to Be a bounty hunter and something else. Like, yeah. du- like dual class, you know? Just like D&D. It's also a good <gasps> idea to take self-defense, karate, or jujitsu classes to learn hand-to-hand combat and defense techniques. Yes. If you have hands-on experience through your degree, you'll more likely get to work even as a newcomer to the field. You're, you are more likely to get work. Sorry, yes. that's what it says. 
Uh, purchase safety and law enforcement gear here. It's saying pepper spray, handcuffs, tasers, and a bulletproof vest will all be uh, very useful. So you can purchase these from catalogs, online retailers, or some local police gear stores. Dude, they're expensive. I dude, I fucking bet they are. Dude, Kevlar for my. Tr- I, yeah. I I do work with like chainsaws and stuff for my job. Yeah. And my boss ordered me pants. Like Kevlar pants. Yeah. How much? He ordered me two of them. Are they like crazy expensive? Dude, I didn't know pants could get that expensive. How much? Three hundred something. Holy per shit! Pants for a pair of pants. <gasps> Dude, what the fuck? Oh my god, that's crazy. Um, purchase a reliable car with good gas mileage. Okay. That, but <laughs> that, that's all I need to know about that. Was that Make necessary con- to say though? <laughs> <laughs> like. You don't want to be riding around in a shit box. <laughs> I would also say, like, have a car with leather seats so if they piss or, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Because you're going to be carrying around fugitives. and Something like, easy to clean. Yeah. Dude, what if you instead bought a monster truck? Oh, shit, dude. <laughs> there goes all all... Any kind of uh, secrecy you wanted goes out the window with that. <laughs> but just, well, no, here's you the thing. You roll up to somebody no. and you're like in your fucking big ass car. Are you Jeremy Banks? <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking for you. Step <laughs> <laughs> in the fucking truck. <laughs> Get in the fucking. He's like, you throw a fucking ladder down. I would. Dude. I want to pull up in like a like well, those like one person <laughs> smart cars, <laughs> like the little <laughs> the little the little ass smart car, like and shove them in the back where they're like pinned up against the wall. Literally, it's called four two. Oh, oh yeah, four God, two. Dude. Yeah, like you just hear you just hear oh. like you don't even hear the engine <laughs> revving. You just hear. Of like, the, of, like, of like rocks on the road. It's just like he looks behind him and sees like a like a tiny ass car, and, and he's like he starts running in and hears behind him just oh, I'm coming just for you. Run him over, dude. All right. Oh shit. Make connections with bail bondsmen who can act as quote unquote agents for you. Bail bondsmen receive the notifications for court dates and upcoming bails and will likely know the names of any local fugitives. Make connections with them by introducing yourself and just generally being friendly. (laughs) Okay, thanks. (laughs) Secure and keep track of your clients. Contact bail bond agencies that you've made connections with and offer your services. As a bounty hunter, you are self-employed, and like any self-employed professional, (laughs) you're in charge of marketing, keeping track of your earnings, and creating a professional network. Jesus Christ, dude. I was about to say, self-employment. Oh, here's the fun part. Everything's oh. attack, attack Finding right. the fugitive. Oh, Here we go. God. We've Just... trained for this now. We've yes. put in the work. Put You've in the hours. got the gear. You've got your monster truck. You've got the gun. Now it's time to lo- utilize your investigative skills to research the individual. Awesome. When you're given a case, the first thing you need to do is find information about the fugitive. Search through databases of addresses, access, analyze, and analyze phone records. Look at registered license plate and social security numbers to find out where the fugitive might be. Yeah. (laughs) You can also utilize social media to identify friends and family for interviewing and learn information about the fugitive's past. Some fugitives might even have information about their location made public on their social media posts. 
Keep an eye out for people who have been betrayed by the fugitive and might be willing to give up information on them, like an ex-partner, drug dealer, or ex-friend. Kind of fucked. Dude, this seems kind of fun. Yeah. In In a terribly twisted way, this seems very fun. You are vengeance? Dude, this thing here goes hand in hand with the vigilante work. You could do both of them. What if, dude, complete with monster truck, You, we get either one of us, we get to dress up as Batman. Oh. You pull up. Where is he? Where's Martha? Pull out a Glock. <laughs> okay. Well, hold on. Here's You guys are already messing up there because <laughs> step number two says remain calm while speaking to and apprehending the fugitive. <laughs> so you don't want to be pointing your gun and going, where's Martha? Some skips might be easier to negotiate with than others. Always try using reason and logic before getting forceful or physical. Avoid physical confrontation and do your best to make them feel like they're making the right decision by coming with you. So of course. you let them know it's like, hey, man, you could turn around and run right now, but I kind of have like a, a fucking pistol pointed through the door right now. I do have a gun aimed at you. So uh, it says if the skip <laughs> just stay calm. OK, I guess you call. OK, so these people are called skips. If they if they are if these are people who are missing court dates, they're called skips because oh. now it started referring to them as skip. So if the skip isn't cooperative, you can then use force to arrest them. So cool. there you go. Yeah. <clears throat> Step number three, make a move to arrest a fugitive while the time is right. Many bounty hunters show up in the middle of the night or pose as a delivery person to trick the fugitive oh, wow. into coming into contact with them. When you find them, put handcuffs on the suspect and drive him or her to a jail in the county where he or she was originally arrested. Oh. Damn, could you imagine having to drive a whole state over with some jackass? Dude, the bag would have to be pretty good to do that. Seriously, yeah. I would have to be getting paid a lot to do this. Okay, so there's all this, like, fucking... Imagine being on the other end. You're in the middle of the night, chilling, you uh, skip court date, and then you just hear... Oh, pizza delivery! (laughs) Step number four. Collect for your services promptly and professionally. This This is it, guys. Once the fugitive has been successfully apprehended, contact the bondsman to start the payment process. Yes. Make sure you have records of the arrest and any other required documents for proving that the job has been completed. For tax purposes, keep track of your travel expenses while on the job. Since you will be self-employed, keep your receipts for gas, hotel stays, and food expenses while tra- taking a trip. That's fucking 1099 shit. This oh, is yeah. Just- oh, yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. You can sometimes use these as write-offs during tax season. It, that's the very main reason you need to be yeah. keeping those, because you will get fucked come tax time. Uh, a good question here. Do oh. bounty hunters make good money? WikiHow staff editor answers, bounty hunters aren't typically salaried. Instead, they get paid a percentage of the blah, 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 blah. A bounty hunter who takes on many cases each year can make a decent income, upwards of 50000 per year. Oh, so, wow. so semi that's stable. Pretty good. That's pretty, pretty yeah, that's a stable job there. Huh. Well, um, damn. That, that's, huh. Yeah, okay. So that that's the thing. Uh, I will now open it up back up as we did with the wikis. One to five star. One being one star being you learned absolutely nothing. Five star being you learned everything and it's changed your your life, I guess. I think 
I can genuinely give this article with no goofs or gaffs a five. Dude. It had links, had sources. It was very informative. And on top of that, uh, I got to make a little joke. I disagree. <laughs> so, you I disagree. disagree. I think Dude, it's a three. You always disagree. Because it's, it's a three because it's too informative. And they just cite sources. Be it's like, too they're informative? Like, they're like, oh, it, dude, it's too bland. It's this boring. <laughs> oh, you, they're teaching me too much on a wiki how. I want quick, uh, I want quick, you wanted fixed spice. answers. I want instant gratification. I, see. I don't want to go get certified on shit. Who do how? you think I am? The Muffin Man? You want to be a vigilante. So yes. what you're saying is this article is just not for you. No. But on a scale of information three. on how much you learned. He said three, dude. Oh, my God. Hey, okay. not, a, not enough spice. Okay. All right, three and a half. You're right. <laughs> I redact it. my statement. I bring it down to four. It didn't have enough spice. I'm kidding. I give <laughs> it a five. No. <laughs> I give it a 4.5. That's what I'll give it. I would not say that this is full five. Oh, I stick um, with my five. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, it, no, it's negative. really good. I don't think I've ever rated anything 4.5. No, so I'm going to put this one at 4.5. Like like I changed my mind. I want it to be a one. I, I didn't no, like we're this done. Article. We're done. It's all done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was pretty good. I'm glad we brought the wiki out. I liked that. I yeah. liked that article. It, yeah. it, you know what? Somehow, somehow, it didn't, uh, it didn't revolve around meditating. I know, dude. Yeah. How What's to be a bounty hunter? Health? Focus on your mind. And, and if you really think about it, you can do it. <laughs> if you really put your mind <laughs> in, you already are a bounty hunter. Hey guys, this was a good episode. Yeah, this was. Go ahead and close us out. Right. You started. Just close this out real quick. Close you want to pray us out? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say that. Um, hey, guys. Thank you for tuning in today. I know it was an abrupt end, but, you know, time's up. Time's <laughs> so up. So suck it. So, you know, if you think you're alone right now, you're probably not. <laughs> what the <laughs> so, <laughs> fuck, dude? Time's up. That's what I'm saying. Oh, we're knocking at your door. We are the bounty hunters. You did skip your bail. We've okay, done bye. this. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs>